we'll go ahead and get started. Hopefully people will trickle in. And so thank you for coming. Um, and so uh, we appreciate it. And we're, the reason we're here is because we want to help you disciple your students. Mm -hmm. And we want to help train you because it's not easy. I mean, I just have a six and a, and a three-year-old and I know it's not easy. So I, I look at my three-year-old and think she's a three-nager. And so <laughs> I can't wait till she's actually 13 what that's going to be like. And so, um, so thank you for coming out. Uh, we're going to get started in prayer. Uh, and then we'll get started on what we have uh, prepared for you guys today. So let's pray. Mm -hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are, Lord, for your love and your grace and your mercy, Lord, that you display in our lives so richly, Lord, because we don't deserve today, Lord, um, because uh, we are sinners. Uh, but we can come before you boldly because of our Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord, because of what he's done, um, mm -hmm. his perfect life that he laid down for us. And because of him, we are righteous in your eyes. So thank you for him. Thank you for our Savior. We just lift up all the parents here at Grace Point, Lord, that um, they'll struggle day in and day out with uh, raising their children. Uh, so we pray that this be, uh, Lord, you just uh, season our words with your truth and with your love. Lord, and that you help uh, us, um, Lord, just, just to help parents disciple their students, Lord. We love you. And we praise your name. Amen. 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 Uh, so I want to introduce everybody in case everybody doesn't know anyone. So down here we have Mr. Paco Batres, and he's also um, one of our elders, you may know that. And his wife, Bessie Batres, is here with us also. And this is Paz Schroyer. Um, all of them have grown children. Your yep. youngest one is in college. Mm -hmm. um, so we call them the experts, but they know, <laughs> they know we're kidding. <laughs> we went through the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm Cassandra, and then this is Pastor Greg. Um, so we are just excited to be with you and to chat about this a little bit. And um, by no means do I think any one of us thinks we have all the answers, and we're kind of going through a lot of this, which is why we brought up the topic. I mean, when we sat down and we talked through some of the options, I was like, well, this is relevant to me because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just want to think about it. Um, so I just want to share a little bit with you guys. Um, we have kind of like a little outline. We're going to let them share a little of their experience with you. Um, and then we'll, we'll, Greg's going to share a little too. And then we're going to pray together and just kind of hopefully encourage you, let you leave encouraged um, from today. So um, just some things, you know, why is it important? Like we need to ask that question. But why is it important to have great communication? I think in this day and age, um, it's easy to feel tempted to avoid communication because it can be uncomfortable depending on the age mm -hmm. of your child or whatever that might be. Um, and then you realize later on, maybe I should have <laughs> talked about it. Um, so why is that important? Um, so one of the things that I think is important to think about is that a tough conversation or any conversation mm -hmm. is a valuable opportunity from God. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity. Of course, we don't want to think of it that way, <laughs> right? But it's God's giving us mm -hmm. a chance mm -hmm. to address something with our children that he's entrusted to each one of us. And um, you know what? He chose us for that role. Mm -hmm. He chose us for that role. Um, so, you know, your willingness to be vulnerable with your child, I think, and, and I think others would agree, mm -hmm. encourages them to be vulnerable with you. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be probably an ebb and flow of what that looks mm -hmm. like, but be willingness to be vulnerable. And I'm kind of in the middle of this from personal experience. 
um, I had always said, I probably set myself up for this, but I had always said, I am, you know, going to not be comfortable once our my stepsons become teenagers. I don't know what I'm going to do when they get there, you know. So I kind of set myself up for that. Um, but I'm in this stage of learning to be vulnerable, to just share with him why I'm, he's ninth grade, Tyler, you know, why I'm freaking out, <laughs> you know, and just, and have, and bring up the conversations, you know, um, as much as we can. So, um, you know, the first, the first tip we have is to start here, and, and where is that, I mean, common sense is start with what God has given us. Start from his scripture, from his word. Um, so God sets an example in the word of how he wants us to disciple others. Um, he's not afraid of confronting the truth ever. That's something that is a huge example to me, mm-hmm. that God's not afraid of confront- confronting the truth. So I should not be afraid of confronting mm-hmm. the truth with my children. Um, and he loves us more than we could ever understand. And that's the example that we're to follow in loving our children and going after them. Um, so First John fourteen nineteen, which you probably know, says the reason for, that we love is because he first loved us. And um, this principle doesn't only relate, relate to our relationship with God, but it relates to all of our relationships with all people. And there's mm-hmm. the old cliche, people don't care how much... Um, you know until they know how much you care, right? Mm-hmm. And your kids, that's, that's very true for how mm-hmm. our relationships go with them. We have to continue to pour our love out mm-hmm. on them. Um, I try to turn that to be too wordy because we want to keep time. For me with my stepsons, um, I had to right away decide I'm going to love them unconditionally as my own child and pour that out on them. And that sounds so easy, it was absolutely awful like it was so hard because they didn't reciprocate it (coughs) at all and who can blame them I wasn't I certainly wasn't blaming them for that but it wasn't reciprocated at the beginning Mm -hmm. but God calls us to love our children Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. I have one that I've birthed it's the same Mm -hmm. call unconditional she may not meet my standards Mm -hmm. but I'm here to love her you know as a parent um so besides telling them that you love them, which is very important, um, we need to take an active interest in the things that they love and that they do also. Um, and that's God, God takes an interest in us. He cares deeply about who we are and how he's made us to be. And that's the example that he set for us. Um, <clears throat> so I just kind of wanted to share a little bit about, you know, this is where we start. We start with the fact that God loves unconditionally. I'm going to let Greg share a little bit, you know, about what the word says about that um, from his perspective. So the question is, where do we start? Because having purposeful conversations, because our, our panel is having purposeful conversations. Mm-hmm. We want to have open communication with our, with our children always, but we also want to lean in and have purposeful conversations where we're purposely talking about certain subjects, you know. The obvious one that can come to mind is, like when do you have the sex talk with your children? Those, those awkward, hard conversations. But there's also a lot of different conversations you can have. I mean, we're talking Minecraft. How do you talk with your child about not Minecraft? Sorry, Fortnite. How do you talk mm. to your child about Fortnite? And yes, there is a way that you can talk to your child about Fortnite and have a biblical conversation with them. But we want to. One place we wanted to start first with that is where do we start uh, as believers in Jesus Christ? 
we have to start with Scripture. Uh, any re, uh, responsible look at a single Christian belief should be based on what God says about that subject. Mm -hmm. So in anything, we have to look at Scripture, what He says, which for me actually is is a relief. I have some place to go mm -hmm. that is going to give me truth. Now we live in a world where objective truth no longer exists. Mm -hmm. And especially for our children who are growing up, that's going to be even more real. Uh, for me growing up, that wasn't quite real. Even though I grew up in the South and everyone had this kind of, you know, Christianity, but they weren't. But people respected it. And there was this idea that at least God's word was truth. They might not have lived it or believed it. But it was this idea, and that's just not the case anymore. But for us as believers, we know that we have truth, objective, real truth that we can lean on when we want to talk to our children about these things. So I wanted to first just look at four different uh, things about Scripture um, that, that can help us with that. First is the authority of Scripture. So 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 is a verse that um, when we talk about Scripture is one that is the first one, and I, I don't want to say it from memory because I probably will mess it up, but let me see if I can find Second Timothy today. <laughs> Too far. Second Timothy 3.16 and 17 uh, says this, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be equipped, uh, competent and equipped for every good work. So, as believers, we believe that God's word is truth. And why do we believe that? Well, there's a one, God says it is. Mm -hmm. And that sounds kind of like a circular argument. But the reality is, if we believe who God is, who he says he is, then we can believe him. And he has given us everything we need in his scripture for that. We know that it is breathed out by God. How God allowed the scripture to be written. The Holy Spirit inspired the authors to write exactly what he wanted them to write. He still used their character, their personalities. When you read the Gospels, you see the personalities of the writers and what they wrote. Then they're looking at some of the same stories, but they come from different angles. You know, they're still telling all the whole truth. And that's all because the Holy Spirit inspired them to do so. Um, scripture itself, Paul, Paul, when Paul's talking, uh, he talks about, he uses Old Testament scripture, and then he actually quotes people like Peter. Uh, Peter's talking uh, in his in his epistles, and he says that Paul's writing is the same authority as the Old Testament. In the word itself, it is self-proclaimed that it is the truth. And so the authority of Scripture is something for believers we can go back to. It is real, it is true, it is from God, and everything in here we can believe as objective truth. And so our authority, this is our foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, that we start for. This is our authority that we live our lives on. Next is clarity and the clarity of scriptures. Psalm 19 uh, verse 7 says this. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Scripture We've, the, now that we know and believe that the Scripture is the foundation, the Word of God is breathed out by God, Scripture is also can be very clear. Now, we can read Scripture, and sometimes it might be hard for us to understand exactly what they're saying. 
the reality is scripture, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit when he lives inside us is to help us understand God's word. So at one point in your life, you might read a, you might read something, you gather something out of it. You come back years later as you're reading, and you know you've read this before because you wrote a little note in your Bible about something the Lord told you. And you come back and read it again, and you learn something completely new. That's because you've grown in your walk with the Lord, and you're gleaning new things from God's word. Uh, and God's word can be very clear on how we should live our lives. It is very clear on the things we should do and not do. It's very clear on how we should just live our lives. Now, yes, God's word does not say anything about vaping, but we understand the morals and principles of scripture to help us understand that, that we should not be doing that. Um, and so God's word is very clear on how we should live our lives. Uh, next is the necessity of Scripture in Romans ten seventeen. Uh, Paul, writing to the church of Rome, says this, verse, <coughs> verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Uh, it is not only true that all things necessary to becoming a Christian... Uh, and grow as a Christian are clearly presented in the Bible. It's also true that without the Bible, we could not know these things. The necessity of Scripture means that it is necessary to read the Bible or have someone tell us what is in the Bible if we are going to know God personally, have our sins forgiven, and know with clarity what God wants us to do. Um, the Bible is necessary for us as believers. If we did not have the word, if this wasn't written, if God didn't allow, uh, didn't inspire their authors, we all we would know is that there is a God. Romans 1 makes it very clear that all men are accountable because we all know God exists from his own creation. Uh, general revelation shows, shows us that we all know there is a God. But we can't know anything about God specifically unless we have his word. So for us, it is necessary that we have this. So as we are talking with our children and we are having those purposeful conversations, we have to, by necessity, go to Scripture to see what it says about a certain subject. The reason we can talk with our children certainly uh, about sex um, is because we know what God says about it in His Scripture. The reason we can know what God says about anything is because we have it written for us. This is necessary for us to grow as believers in Jesus Christ. And so as we are lifting up our children in prayer, as we are walking with them, as we are teaching them, it is necessary for us as believers, to, as parents and believers, to start here. So as you're planning to have purposeful conversations, you have to start with Scripture. You have to go back to what it says. Uh, something I tell my leaders is I don't want us to share our personal opinions that they don't line up with the Word of God. We as believers have to check our personal beliefs against the Word of God. If our personal beliefs are against the Word of God, then we have to reevaluate our personal beliefs because as believers in Jesus Christ, this is how He is calling us to live, how He's calling us to, 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 to believe on certain subjects. So we have to follow that, even if it's not popular, even if it makes life harder, um, even if it means that people might call us uh, bigots or whatever, but if we, are, if we are holding these beliefs in love, hopefully that won't happen to us. Uh, but we have to, it's necessity that we go to Scripture. And next is, the last is the sufficiency. Uh, in 
back in Second uh, Timothy uh, three seven uh, three seventeen, the end of second that verse, he says, uh, and I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm just going to go back. Verse 17, that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. Everything, everything in here that we need to become a Christian, grow as a Christian, and to live as a Christian. Uh, so we can't add to it. We can't, kind of like I was saying, we can't add to it or take away from it. It's sufficient for what we need to do to live and to believe. So as I was saying a second ago, kind of jumped ahead there, but um, we can't add to it. We have to check our beliefs, and we have to live. This is completely sufficient for us to live. Now, like I said, there's areas that we can't just go, God says you cannot play Fortnite. So that would be easy, <laughs> right? That would be nice. Um, but he does talk a lot about addiction and what is honoring and glorifying for us to do. And so we can take standards of living and then add that to our, to our, to our students and to our families to how we should live as believers. Um, yeah, so can I, I yeah, yeah, you can go ahead, yeah. Um, so thinking about that, right, because it feels like, yes, I should know that, right? Um, and it feels very easy to accept, but I think about the situations when something comes up and typically the first thing I do is ask someone else, mm -hmm. ask my husband, mm -hmm. ask my friend, Google it, <laughs> right? Those are typically your first response, and I have learned that when, as a couple or as myself, as we go back to the Bible and spend a little time on it, and you know what, it might take a little time, because you might not know how you feel about the subject at all, how different my perspective is after, mm -hmm. and how confident I am afterward. So I'm not foundering when I'm sharing something with my kids either. I'm saying this is what God has put on my heart. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> like you know, so I mean that just makes a huge difference. It, it seems so simple, you know, but it's hard. So one thing we want to present today is, as parents, we need to be prepared to have those conversations. Which means we need to be thinking through what our students are going through, what your children are going through, when at appropriate times to mm -hmm. kind of beat them to the punch on talking about certain things. Mm -hmm. And so, but but for us is we have we have the uh, confidence that we have God's word to help us, like you, like you were sharing. And it's good to go talk with other people. That's not... That's no, not, yeah, it's yeah, not that's, bad. It's no. just sometimes your first response. Your first response <clears throat> is to do that, but we should always, because it is it is our authority, it is clear, it is ne it's necessary for us, and it's sufficient for us as believers. We have to at least go to that and start there uh, as well. So, mm -hmm. so um, our next, you know, our, our first point was start here, which is obviously what we've been sharing. And our next point is to stick here. I'm trying to make it a little pithy for you to remember. But um, so I have a little bit of a suggestion on how to stick to things. But before we do that, I had asked uh, my friends up here to share a little bit from their experience about how they stuck to it or, you know, what went well, what, what maybe they struggled with. Um, so I had asked three questions from them. I'm not sure what they've chosen to remark on. I'm going to read you the questions I asked them, and then we'll, I'll just open it up. I'll start with you, Pause, um, since you're right next to me. But um, the questions I had asked were, you know, what are things that you've learned over the years that might be pointers for having good communication with your children, young or old? Um, what's something that stood out as a milestone or a catalyst for better communication with your children? 
And uh, what advice would you wish you had when you were a young parent getting to know and starting your relationships with your children in regard to good communication? So pause, you know, love to mm -hmm. hear what you put on your heart and we'll just kind of, whoever okay. wants to go next. So for those who doesn't know me, I had four boys. Uh, from uh, the oldest is 36, 34, 27, and 20. Two, uh, the first two, I was not a believer, and the number three, I, he was eight months when I became a believer through my mom. So, I choose the, okay, I want to respond a little bit of the, the, the last, I choose first the last one because say. What advice would you wish you had had? Yeah. What advice? My two first one. And what pastor say, I didn't know God's word. I knew about a God, but I didn't know, I didn't have a personal relationship. So my kids, my two first ones, they grow with one day I say something that it sounds right, and the next time I say something that I found that maybe that's better. So I was going back and forth, and I also, I, I had learned that I was competing mm -hmm. with my peers, with the other moms, mm -hmm. looking what they were doing, you know, looking. So I had learned also, as they were little, because I, I used to live in South America, how to be a mom, how to be a wife. Totally different from when I came back from here. So I had established discipline of when we eat, when we go to bed, and I keep that. So that helped me. Discipline, because you need order. Kids need that. They need it. But I didn't know how to be a parent, how to have those communications. So should they grow up like this. So when the teenage years came, it was chaos, absolute chaos. So I became a Christian um, when they were teenagers. I tried to disciple them and to put this Bible on their heads. It didn't work. You had to start as a young. Number three, I was a baby Christian having this baby, right? So I have learned also to be so much patient, and I used to pray, and basically say, don't pray that pay for patience, because mm. I, had to, I had to learn to pray. And thanks God, the, the, I had a terrific <coughs> uh, discipleship and one of the things that I really, really um, gained from that is to listen myself, sit down in, with God and learn to hear from Him and pray and get God's Word into my heart because I was going to need it. And I remember one day I said, I think I'm getting crazy. I can't stop reading this Word. Mm -hmm. And Somebody said, you will need it, and definitely I need it. So whatever I did was on my knees, and God's word. Because I remember one of the times, one of my teenagers said, 
they, they did something. He did something really bad or whatever. And I was so upset. Number one, please do not go to your kids to talk or to discipline when you are upset. You know when you are upset. Mm. Okay, do not go. Because we have, and I have learned this by, by really doing it. And Proverbs, Proverbs uh, 15, verse 1 said, A gentle answer mm. thrown off. When somebody is mad, if you go like, then of course they're going to go up. High, really hot, hot, hot. So I remember the Lord put it in my heart, do not go to your son's room right now. And I say, I'm going to, because I was so upset. I grabbed my son and I said, you don't think that I can do something to you? And he get more upset. I turn around and I just said, somebody push me. He pushed me. But I did what God, I didn't listen to God. And I had the consequence. After that, I say, never going to. And I asked God to forgive me. So the other question said, the, what was the other what question? What have we learned and what is something that okay. stood out as a so, so that's already, how do I start the communication? Through God's word, I learned there was an honor that God chose me to be a mom, that I didn't deserve it. That he chose me from all over the world to have those kids. Mm. He knew them before they were, they were here, and he knew them so well, better than I. I knew they had to change diapers, but I didn't know where it's going here, and I didn't know where it's going there. God knew. And God wants me to not be afraid, do not be afraid to be there, be a parent. God is giving you, is going to give you everything you need to parent those kids. But you have to really understand each one of them, if you have more than one, they are different. They are unique. God created them. God molded them. So I start looking at my kids, and I see totally different. Four kids, different. So God started teaching me through his word. I was in God's word every single day. Bible studies. And I didn't like those Bible studies. There is five minutes homework. No, I, I went into in-depth Bible study. And precepts upon precepts, hours I spent in God's Word. Because I needed, I didn't know better. So do not be afraid because you also are learning. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I spent hours in God's Word, and because of that, God started giving me wisdom that I did not have to recognize when my son they were sad, when they were lying when they were afraid, when they were tense, to not freak out. Sometimes I did, and it was horrible, the consequences, right? So if, if you have any shame in who you were before, go before the Lord and say, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me, because that is past tense. And, and sometimes 
they they are bringing something from the past, but you didn't did it, right? <laughs> but we are forgiven. That's when the conversation of forgiveness comes. So one of m my first conversation that I really want to have with my kids, I ask them to forgive me, to the older ones, when I can agree, to forgive me for mis my whatever, the way that I speak to them. I release, and this was something that I be, they, they told me, you need to release your kids to the Lord. They are not yours. So that was the hard hardest things that I ever knew. When, um, when they were sleeping, I went to each one of my kids. They were sleeping, please don't do this. <laughs> when they are away because they want to say, mommy is getting crazy. So I went and I, I say, God, here, at, this is my son. It's yours, it's not mine. I weep with each one of them. And remind myself over and over until today when I want to take ownership and say, Lord, they are yours. I am not a police. You can be whatever they are, and you know what they're thinking, what they're going through. So that's the other thing. How I start conversation with them? Be open. Be available. Because those times is not what you want. They will come and they will never come back again. Actually, my oldest child, I learned not to go back and forth. When you are finding that you are arguing, stop it. Don't go to that level. Stop it. That doesn't go anywhere. And you, you wait for that moment. So I wait. And my son didn't like it because that was our, that was our dance. Back and forth, back and forth, my teenagers and me, right? One of them. My son saw the difference. He chased me around the kitchen. <laughs> you are not listening to me. You don't care for me. Da, 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 da. But I, I refuse to argue or to go back and forth. I say, if you raise your voice, we are not talking. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that happened. And finally, silence. He couldn't handle. So one day, I entered the house. He was in the TV room, laid down on the couch. He's this 15-year-old. <laughs> and I passed through, and I went to my, my room. He called me and said, I dared you to come and c tell me what I'm doing wrong. He's inviting me. Not before. He knew that he was doing something wrong. So I said, do you want to know what I think? But I wasn't angry. I was just available. And I speak truth from God's word. And then he prayed with me to accept the Lord. Now, he is my back and forth, back and forth until today. And I now as an adult, I say to him, tell me why you were so mad. Because he was mad. I was he was so mad at me. And he said, Mom, I was mad not because you did something wrong. I was mad because I wasn't doing it. And I was doing the right thing. He wasn't. He said, Mom, I stopped listening to you when I was 13. So something, sometimes that happened. 
we pray and we continue praying for those prodigals, right? So number four, I start totally different. Since he was, actually it was, I find out that I was pregnant. I start praying for that <coughs> child and knowing right now this belongs to the Lord, doesn't belong to me. Lord, I have everything. It's no more shame, Lord. I know that you choose me for a reason. No more fear of the apparent, no more fear of crying, no more fear of the unknown. Every single day, I pray with this kid. When I breastfeed the baby, I pray with him, I put music. So when he was little, I started reading God's word to him, and I would say to him, Daniel, do you love me? Yes, mommy, I love you. I say, if you love mommy, you obey mommy, right? Yes, mommy. Then you, you love God? Yes, you obey God. I repeat that I don't know how many times during the day. Because what I want him to know is, if you love somebody, you respect the person. Mm -hmm. You listen to the person. Especially if you love God, that you don't see. Or you say, you love him. We obey what he say in his word. So I repeat that with my son. My son, number four, started develop this faith in this relationship, him and God, they until today drove me. I, I am amazed. Only I can take the credit that I dare myself to trust God. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and no lean on your own understanding. Be available, open, do not be afraid. I Google sometimes things that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. No, uh, no about God's word, about what is around, what is going on in the, between the, the, ki the kids, what they playing, what they listen, what is the music. Before I used to, okay, my peers say that this music is wrong. Don't listen to that music. And they say, mommy, why? I didn't know the why because my friend said so, right? No. Just go and listen, listen to the lyrics, listen to whatever. Look, so with my number four, I'm not afraid to watch any superhero movies. Actually, I love it. Now, but he, so our conversation was, we'll go, tell me, what is that guy, and what is, he will, we will be an hour talking about it. <laughs> That became a relationship, movies. Then I find out that he likes opera. I'm like, really? Okay, let's go. <laughs> and I start like, I start seeing what he likes. Mm -hmm. My second son, when he was a teenager, he will call me 11 o'clock when I was ready to go to bed. No, my husband. Mom, and I was just very, yes? Can you come to my room? And I'm like, okay. And he will pour out his heart at 11 or 12 when I'm so tired. Until today, he called me ev almost every day to talk. And he told me about his political ideas and this and that. Be available. Mm -hmm. They don't want an answer sometimes. So they paint. It's totally about kids, uh, child's development. 
if your son is four, look around what is the norm for them to know and understand. And you go, oh, not because they are six and that means, oh, they can drive, they can have a uh, phone, they can do this, they can do that. You know what? Their brain is not developed completely. So, mm. do not be afraid. Mm. So that's, that's what I thank you, Paz. Thank You're you welcome. so much for sharing that. <coughs> Would you share a little for well, me? Well, just briefly, I don't know how much time left we have. have a few minutes. But um, I guess our family wasn't different than yours. I used to travel more than 50% of the time. And Bessie was home with the kids. We had three. And uh, now they are all grown up. We have six grandchildren. So we're looking at the second generation, mm -hmm. so to speak, to see how they are uh, developing. But one of the things that, um, that we agree from the beginning was uh, the set of rules we were going to have and that we will not be played <laughs> uh, by the children. If mm -hmm. I said something, they could not come to Bessie and ask for mm -hmm. a different thing. Uh, so we had that, because uh, they will do that. And, uh, and then one of the, I call we, you can start building up uh, spiritual disciplines mm -hmm. with them when they were younger. Uh, Bessie uh, developed one that was praying with them before going out the door in the morning to go to school. Mm -hmm. You a brief prayer as they grow older it becomes more difficult. Mm -hmm. Especially middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. But if you just pray with them, ask the Lord to protect them, to uh, give them wisdom for the decisions, for uh, things that you know that are happening in school that they will not get in in that. And uh, they will know that you're concerned about them, mm -hmm. that you're placing them before God. And um, so when there is time to act in school <coughs> to do something, they will have that fresh from that morning. Mm -hmm. um, memorizing, is memorizing is no longer a good thing in this <laughs> but it's important. It's very important. We essentially taught them to memorize scripture because we did the same growing up. And when you're tempted, and Jesus went through that, when you're tempted, scripture will come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's what is important. <coughs> memorize scripture with them when they are little and then as they grow up, still talk to them about memorizing about uh, talking about the verses that you read that day and what they mean to you and see what reaction you get from them. Different things that will build up their spiritual, because we are always at war. The culture is going to pull them. Mm -hmm. And they, have, they now hide behind the little devices and uh, it's more difficult to talk to them. We see it with our grandchildren. We're with them and they are, it's very difficult. It's a different set of rules that you have to have. 
And now I see that uh, the iPhone gives you the screen time and how are you spending your time. So a, a little help, but nevertheless, that culture of being glued to the device is very difficult to break. It's addictive. And um, so the only thing is memorizing and doing, uh, building up those spiritual disciplines that will help them as they grow up because um, they're going to be pulled by the culture. Everybody's doing it, why not me? Mm -hmm. Right, so anything you want to? The only thing I wanted to add is to have a good communication with our kids. First is to have a good communication with God. Mm -hmm. When we learn to have that communication and through the world, and they see that in you, they will learn. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is to have a good communication with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so important mm -hmm. that they can see that. And then, for me, I think it's easier to have that communication. And then what Pat say, everyone is different. All our mm -hmm. kids are different. Mm -hmm. um, you need to learn that difference mm -hmm. with about them. Mm. Well, thank, thank you. you for sharing with us. I mean, that was just, <laughs> it spoke to my heart, so I really appreciate that. That's from, from the Lord. Um, so we, I want to make sure we use a good amount of our time. Um, and it, we've talked about start here, stay here. They've kind of shared some of that, um, you know, uh, stick to it. Um, and then and then where to go, which obviously the Bible, but then we've also given you um, an opportunity with a bunch of different resources that are up on that table mm -hmm. there. Um, I'm just going to go over that real briefly for you. So if you have anyone really accesses for the whole family um, and you can use it mm -hmm. on your own, um, but if you have anyone over the age of 9 or 10 also, I mean, it literally, I was just perusing through it, it's like, how to talk about vaping, how to talk about, mm -hmm. I mean, just, it's, those are the titles of their little pamphlets that they've given and you can download them. Some of them do cost something and we're talking about paying for this, but it's a big budget. But if we can offer that to you guys, we'd like to. Um, so that's really cool one. Obviously I always advertise the parent queue and I've been highlighting those in our emails, but I mean, there's just moments in there where they're like, hey, here's a tip on how to talk about this or that. Um, and then a couple of books on the end there, you know, 101 Conversation Starters, just how to start a conversation. Um, so, you know, we want to encourage you in that, and I wanna, we want to give you an opportunity for a couple questions and answer um, from any of us, um, and then prayer. So is there anything else you want to say and before we... No, I just want to... Access.org also has an email. It's called... Uh, what was it called? Oh, I, I got it. Um, <sighs> I'm blanking on the name. Anyways, they send you a weekly email. It comes on a Friday, and it's just culture like, translator. Cultural translator, thank you. And it just gives like three or four different new cultural trends mm -hmm. and explains it to you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like mm -hmm. there's a new word you might start hearing. Here's what that word means. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so there, there's just access to org is really good. Mm -hmm. Like if you just look at it, it's, they've got about 40 or 50. They actually call them conversation packets. Yeah, and this is just, this is one of them here. We, we do have one if you want to look at one. We can't let you have it because of rights, but if you would like, it's actually how We're to have conversations. We're going to work on buying it probably. 
it's on like how to have tough conversations exactly what we're talking about today a lot of some a lot of the content that we shared some of it came from their just what they have and so if you were struggling with one of your one of your children about a certain thing like I don't know how to talk to my kid about this chances are they probably have an yeah. entire packet <laughs> with how to talk to your kid about that um, and there's one that I think it's useful too like when do you have these conversations with your kids like what ages it kind of gives you a guideline like this is a good time to get ahead of culture for your children to talk start starting planting those seeds before they hear it from anyone else um, so I would you know it is the access is usually made it's it's geared to maybe a little bit older students so like nine or ten is probably start but it's also good if you don't have kids that old yet Mm -hmm. It's coming fast, and so it's good to start learning those things. And they're, I think they cost about three or four bucks a piece, so there's a little cost to it, but it's not too much. Um, and we are talking about what it looked like to get a license, but it is expensive, so we're going to see. We'll, we'll gang up on Bill and ask him <laughs> about that. Um, so, um, But I think one last thing I want to share before we have question and answer time is if you haven't started, today's a great time to start yep. and it might be awkward at first I'm a person that loves to embrace awkward I will sit on Sunday nights when I ask a question my students I will sit there for two minutes until someone answers I'm okay with awkwardness uh, maybe you're not but embrace that mm -hmm. start it's it might it's going to be awkward having some of these conversations start the conversation this is going to be an awkward conversation mm -hmm. and start yeah. get it out in the open and it'll be it'll, and it'll be good to just have you have to start if you have older kids and you haven't maybe haven't purposely had these conversations start now and that's okay it might be awkward for them at first but they'll get used to it so start it helps them get comfortable I yeah. just did on Friday um, picked up my son from Burger King and he wasn't supposed to be there and <laughs> I said um, so there's a lot of people out here doing stuff that I can see that I'd we know would be an issue like vaping and whatever you know that stuff and, and I said so you know tell me about why you're here how you got here like let's just talk about it he just looked at me like oh you're really just gonna go at it with me and I was like yeah like you know I'm not I'm not assuming you're doing anything wrong but you're here you didn't tell us you were here so let's chat <laughs> like you know so it and he appreciated that I just was honest and I said here's why I'm concerned I'm responsible for you and I love you so you know that's why I'm concerned so wouldn't you be concerned for someone you care about you know and, and just bring that up with your kids but yeah can I add, um, I'm a counselor by trade, mm. so one of the things they, they train us this way in the school when we were doing the master, open-ended questions. Now, don't use the why, because mm. you had answered, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Open and, and you started, tell me what, tell mm. me how, how come, or, mm -hmm. so open-ended questions. Mm is the best way to start the conversation mm -hmm. with them. Speaking and paraphrase, paraphrase. You listen, really, really listen. John, when they talk to you, don't start say answers what you, you know, develop this, okay, I'm gonna say this. No, just listen and paraphrase in your own words what they're telling you. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you say, and really work. Okay, open in the questions. How? All right, How do you guys come? have any questions for us and for our expert panel?
<laughs> and if you have something you'd like to discuss down the road too, these are over there. Just leave us a note if you don't want to talk about it publicly. So our, our next panel is going to be talking about specific topics maybe you'd like to have help with. So that's actually one of the reasons the postcards are there. What are some topics you would like us to talk about next time? So in a, a couple months, in three or four months, when we have our next panel, it's going to be talking about this. So please write us as many as you want. And what we're going to do is we're going to take all of them and kind of collate them and see what the top mm -hmm. subjects are for us to talk about. So please write those down as well. Mm. Any questions? That's something that I would like to definitely discuss in the future would be social media, mm -hmm. like Snapchat. Mm -hmm. My son's in eighth grade. He keeps asking for it. But mom, that's how all the kids communicate. Say no. <laughs> he doesn't have it, but I'm torn between, you know, he's in the cool crowd, and, you know, it's hard for me because I want him to be, have friends and be social, but yet, it scares me. Yeah. So, so far we've had no, none of the social media, but he keeps bugging me about it. So, I plug access, they actually have one, how to talk about Snapchat. Yeah. So, um. And, and there's lots of ways for your child to stay connected, because we don't use it either, and we let him at first, and then we took it away. Um, there's lots of ways for them to stay connected. They have to be okay with the fact that some things aren't okay, and one that deletes everything is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so okay. you want to talk for three hours on text, and it's there, and I can see it. And what, there's you know? nobody texts anymore. It's all Snapchat. Yeah. I'm getting left out because yeah. it's hard. It is I hard. Hate, yeah. I hate technology. Yeah. I wish that. Yeah. We didn't have to deal with this when we were young. No, we did not. It's um, terrible. I hate it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, but we had that we one. Just, we just write, make sure you write that down. So yeah, yeah that's that's one we that's one we can talk about. Well, one of the things that uh, I always think about with this technology is that anything that you it can be used for good and for bad. Yes. we all know mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. uh, but anything you do with it is going to stay there, and it will come back to haunt you later. As it happened, we all witnessed. Uh, Judge Kavanaugh <laughs> and the things that he did when he was teenager, true or not, but uh, they came to hunt him at the critical time in his life. And he was probably not thinking about drinking beer and all that. And that's, those are the things that we have to start teaching them. Say, if you start, teenagers are always enticed to try something beer, uh, then it will be different things. And we have to explain to them at the beginning, right now, what are the consequences? It's not just that you're trying this uh, because your friends are. There are really big consequences later on, and especially with media, because everything is there forever. <laughs> not only in our brains, but it's... Uh, is saved and and then people have access to it mm -hmm. and that chat is one of those mm -hmm. um, yeah it might be deleted from a phone but it's still right. on a server somewhere yeah. Yeah. that yeah. anyone can get a hold of so yeah um, mm -hmm. yeah so those those are the things that they need to understand now but they don't yeah they don't yeah we're the worst mom then you're doing something we right. We've been right. there. <laughs> <laughs> I told the other night, I'm like, you, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
lot of truth to that. Yeah. So. Yes, yes. Um, mm -hmm. It just stinks, you know. It's yeah. No, it's hard. It's hard. That is hard. That, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is allowed to do it, but mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to have it. <laughs> Don't feel bad. My 20-year-old son has uh, those phones. It's not an iPhone. It's your, the one that you can just test and yeah. call. The flip. <laughs> and now, for the first time, he, I hear him say, I don't need an iPhone because the temptation is great. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, my other ones, no, they have, they are older. They have their, but I, I decide not to go. The pressure was there. And I feel bad when he was 16. Oh, my son is left out. Everybody has an iPhone. And my mistake, I give him an iPad, little one. That's a mistake because it's like giving a little mini computer. And when do you find out what these kids are doing with that little mini computer, anywhere they are, is broken. I, I think God here. <laughs> before he went to college, so <laughs> he didn't ask me for another one. He has another iPad that is like this. I don't think he's going to be in class one, two. <laughs> <laughs> Probably he is, but at least he knows. He, he's not asking for So, but the, pr the peer pressure, yes. And they're going to push you, push. But just stand firm. That's what we, God is calling us to be, stand firm in his word, stand firm. And that's the big lie. Yes, you are, I am the worst mom. No, you are not. That's what they, everybody else said. And I entered into that game with my oldest. It's a horrible place to be because now it's the iPhone or this other thing. In the future, is something else. Something else. So, stand firm. Pray. I know. Pray, pray. Stand firm. He's going to... You're gonna, no, you're not going to be the nicest mom, but you're doing the right thing with the right mother. Don't be afraid. Anything else before we close in prayer today? Anything else? Relationships. So relationships. Um, relationships are what drives youth ministry, whether it's with a leader, an adult mm -hmm. leader, or it's with other other friends. Is she up? That obviously, she have other friends here in the church that are in. She doesn't have no anyone. So, but what we can do is is try to force introductions. And there's some seventh and eighth graders, I think, that mm -hmm. that are really well uh, would do really well with that kind of response. Say, hey, take take her under your wing. Just don't leave her alone. Talk with her. Engage her. So mm -hmm. those relationships get started. Also, it might sound hard retreats. We have four teams mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. really because they're because yeah. mm -hmm. yes we're only 45 minutes away so it's not like we're not going hours away mm -hmm. so it's close but it's mm -hmm. in a closed environment where they're playing games or doing things they together and relationships fun. are formed mm -hmm. there so i would pray about we're, st we're still open so i would pray about that um because that is a lot of stuff's going to develop there where friendships can happen where okay now i know you know i know brooke and anna and you know others that are in middle school that I can now. I want to go because because of that, um, and and don't be. I this is my this is what my parents and they made me go to church and there was no there there was no if ands or buts about it. I was going Sunday. I was going Wednesday. And as a child, I was going Sunday nights whether I wanted to or not. Um, so don't be afraid. Say no, you're going, 
and that's mm -hmm. okay. And trust me, eventually you will you will you will love this because because mm -hmm. uh, yes, they will because not to toot my own horn, but we have a lot <laughs> we have a lot of fun on Sunday nights, yeah. and so uh, they, that will happen, and those relationships will develop. Mm -hmm. So it's always okay to say. I know what's best for you, and this is going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. So let's go. Mm -hmm. And I you're also welcome. I fear, like sending her and her being miserable and it being hard for you. No, but no, <laughs> no. I don't want to torture you. It's, no, no. I I don't think she's going to just start yelling and screaming at me in the middle. Uh, you know that. No. That's, that's good social uh, peer pressure not to do that. So, but what I think, what I, and and what I would suggest for anyone, if if you staying for the first week or two helps, stay for the first week or two. Stay for a little while and then disappear when we're playing games. Stay for stay for the whole night, you know, and see through so you can talk through. Yes. I'm, we're always open for, for parents staying for to kind of help that ease that. Because this is a hard transition from yes. sixth grade to seventh grade. Yeah. I understand that. Um, even though, yeah, they're still in middle school, and, and so that that is. I'm trying to think because six, some, six, some school district sixth grade is middle school, but yes. I know in Newtown it's not the seventh grade. So that transition has happened, and that's a hard transition. Mm -hmm. And relationships mm -hmm. will drive that. And we do have a, a big seventh grade class, though I think it's mainly boys. But um, we still have it's a lot of. Probably better for her. Uh, <laughs> well, there, there, there are a lot. There are a lot there, and so for both ends, we have a good junior high class. So being okay, saying no, you're going to go, and if it's helpful. You know, you know your daughter better than I don't know your daughter so that well. So, staying helps for a little bit. Just try to put, don't try not to let her hover. And I, we can set up introductions. So we have a couple girls I know will take her. Well, even if it's a little bit older girls that will take her and make her feel comfortable. So, mm -hmm. those relationships. She's a started. nice girl. I like her a lot. She's still going to the sixth grade. That way, she's with her brother. And yeah. She's more comfortable mm -hmm. with her brother. Yeah. I have to say, though, um, just from experience, it's much easier to make the rule now and start now. If you don't do it now and set your ground, your boundaries with it, it's going to be much harder she gets older. Mm -hmm. So now's a perfect time because there are other new kids coming in. So I just think if you stay your ground, and they will, and the retreats, I mean, positively especially if there's other children that are going to be there and draw her in because... You want her to feel comfortable and be here until she graduates. To have that family to come, it's so important. There's so much stuff in school just drawing them away. So if you can get them solid into, you know, the youth and everything, no, I totally agree. I just, yeah, I just know from experience with, you know, a lot of kids and my grandkids, you know, the younger they older age is just very hard. It's a lot harder. And I know Greg and I would agree. And we, we, I mean, I'm kind of, in a lot of ways, I'm here for the kid that doesn't want to be here more than mm -hmm. right. the ones that are, you know, so excited. And I love them all. But, I mean, we want mm -hmm. those kids to see that faith is real, that God is real and loves them. And because mm -hmm. that's what's, it's life changing, you know. So, I mean, I never mind any. We're all growing. Mm -hmm. I, I know, I feel That's like why we need grace and forgiveness. Like, people drop off, I'm like, let your kids scream in my ear for an hour. I'm fine with that. Go to church. Like, yeah. they, yep. they need to know that there's people here that love them. Yeah. You know, like, and we're okay with that. But that's yep. easier at a two-year-old level. Yes, yeah. I feel like in a <laughs> and, and we have really good middle school girl leaders. Jess, Jessica Wolf, Mindy, mm -hmm. Benjamin are two of our main middle school. They're great. So that will help. And, and, mm -hmm. and Jessica is going on retreat. So that, 
those relationships can get yeah. can get started, right. um, and they're really good at doing that as well. So that's helpful, and yeah. So all right, let's close. And Paco, would you close us in a word of prayer today yeah. as, as we finish? Lord, we thank you for this time that you allow us to have together to uh, think about how to talk to our children, talk to uh, talk to them about any subject that, but more importantly, about you. Uh, we ask, Lord, that um, the that you give each one of us the wisdom that can only come from you, mm. so that we can address uh, each problem, each issue. Um, in a positive way. Uh, we know that uh, you entrusted the children to each one of these parents for a reason, because they are the best fit for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know that you have a plan and a purpose for each one of these children. And uh, we just ask, Lord, that uh, you help uh, the parents to uh, guide their children in a way that they will find that purpose. So we thank you. We know that uh, uh, teenage years are difficult, and that, uh, but we have you, and we trust in you, and um, we just ask, Lord, that uh, you will guide us, that you will uh, keep us calm and keep us uh, uh, just talking to them at their own level, and, um, and that you will uh, just help us uh, guide them through this uh, uh, difficult times um, when hormones are changing everything is changing uh, for them things are confused too uh, and um, we just uh, wonder that uh, you give us the, the wisdom to uh, guide them to you and guide them through life mm -hmm. so it's in the name of Jesus that we pray Amen, Amen. Amen. Thank, you. Thank you very much please, please write on those note cards your Topics yep, you'd like to talk about. Give them to one of us.